Hello and welcome to episode 252 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Okay, Henny. Yes. I've, I was literally thinking this morning after you waited so patiently for your tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is happening in your arrow garden right now. Nothing. Oh. I I so all of the tomatoes they all they all came. They were all, you know, I harvested them. I got yeah. a lot of tomatoes at the end of the day. Okay. And then finally they stopped. I had a couple of blooms, but like the plants were just so out of control that it just needed yeah. to be they needed to be wiped out. And the arrow garden <laughs> needed to be cleaned and everything needed to be, you know, returned to to normal. And now yeah. it's just sitting there quietly empty and unplugged. <laughs> but I I do have more tomato pods like that I could plant. Yeah. Yeah. So I I should I should give it another whirl. Yeah. But I just haven't as of as of yet. <laughs> Mentally I just can't do it. No, I, I just don't know. I'm just not in the I don't have the mental <laughs> bandwidth to manage <laughs> tomato plants at this moment in time. Yeah, uh, but as soon as as right. soon as that changes, I will let you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's something else that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. All right. Okay, when you like you lived in a condo building for how long? Long time. 13 years. Uh, yes, 13 years. Did you ever have an issue with um, hearing fighting coming from a unit where you were concerned, wondered if you should? Uh... No, never. So partly, part, so partly because the condo building that I lived in, because it was a, a textile factory that was converted, yeah. all, like it's all concrete. Yeah. So once you were inside your unit, you yeah. didn't hear anything. I heard nothing. Unless you had like people walking down the hallway, if they were really loud walking down the hallway, you could hear them like through the door. Right. But mm -hmm. in the unit, you literally heard nothing. Like it was a real great building that way. Uh, so um, I, I didn't tell you this. No, I haven't um, heard this story. No. So when I stayed in the guest suite, um, at the condo where, okay. um, Graham and Alexandra live, their door is close to like right beside the next units yes. in the hall, in the little hallway. Yes. And then the guest suite is like the next unit. And right. so one I, it was the day I'd come back and was going to spend a couple of nights there. And so when I got in, all of a sudden I could hear yelling and I actually, I heard loud noises and I actually thought, oh, Graham and Alexandra must have just come home from work because they're kind of goofy and, oh, they can, okay. and they can be loud. So if people are by the door, you can hear it. I thought it was them. So I, I stood by the door to listen. Oh, yeah. And, and then I was like, mm, no, I don't think that's what's Not happening. Their voices, yeah. No, nor it clearly was someone who had looked at someone else's phone. Oh. And was looking through their reels and making some sort of accusations of some sort of what they were looking at was some sort of sexual 
thing. And all I could hear was the guy. Right. The kids said to me that there's a little girl in there. She's often crying. Oh. And there's lots of screaming and yelling. And, and, and they said, when we came back in January, the, this, these, these people were here and they weren't there before. So what happens, these are the things that when you live in a building where there's other people and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that kind of shenanigans, right? Yeah. The uh, This just makes me think of something that's going on at like where I live right now. So the, the townhouse unit right next to me, the, uh, the, the people who had been living there, I think it's, um, it's currently being leased. And so mm-hmm. I, so someone was leasing it and then their lease was up. And so then they've left and now there's a new, uh, there's a new family in, in there now. And they have, uh, we, so we have a one car garage, like each of us, like at like every unit in, in this like little bank of townhomes. And there's room on the driveway. If your driveway is like regular, there's room for one car. I have a a, a wide driveway because I've because the there's no lawn, previous. right? So yeah. yeah, because the previous owner expanded that, which is lovely because then there's extra room. Um, yeah. But they have so they park like one car in the driveway, uh, and, and then they the- park their other car like down close to the road like you know how there's driveway and then there's sidewalk yes there's a tiny bit of driveway before the well they park like a tiny bit over the sidewalk and then their bumper hanging out into the road like that's where they park and so I was so I haven't officially met these people yet they've they've been I think they've been there for about about a month and I regularly see one of them like in the morning because she'll come out and start both vehicles and so uh, right around the time that I'm leaving for work and so we've like just said hello or like waved you know but we've never we've not actually met and and so I just thought like there must I don't know like there must be like a bunch of people in the house like if they need all this space for cars and stuff you know well I mean it turns out that they're not using their garage for a car so yeah. they have two vehicles and they park them like that. Whatever. I mean, it's a little, it's a little well, it's, annoying because well, it's like, illegal too, because you well, don't actually own that piece of property. It's a right. city. It's like visibility wise, it's yeah. problematic. Right. But whatever. Right. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to say three weeks ago, all of these massive boxes show up and they're all like stacked in their little covered porch area. Okay. Like, so s- huge boxes, they've got to be furniture, like bookcases or like bed frames or like whatever, because okay. they're tall and big and, and there's like at least six of them. And so their entire porch area leading up to their front door is boxes. And the porches are covered. So like the boxes are not, unless the rain is being, you know, sort of wind swept. It's not getting wet necessarily. Sandy, these boxes have been there for like two and a half weeks, just sitting there. 
And I, and like, and so at first I was like, oh, the, oh, look at all those boxes arrived. And then the next day I was like, oh, the boxes are still there. And then the next day I was like, the boxes are still there. And so then I'm thinking, are these boxes full and they're just leaving them out on their porch? Or like, are these just boxes empty and they're just waiting for like recycle day? Well, two recycle days have passed. The boxes still there. So like clearly the boxes have furniture in them and they haven't like dealt with that yet. Anyway, whatever. So on two days ago on the weekend, I, I, I was heading out and their garage door was open. And mm -hmm. one of like one of the people there was like roaming around in the garage. Garage completely jam-packed full of junk like just like wall to wall floor to ceiling covered in stuff and so then it makes more sense why these boxes continue to live on the porch because there's no space for them anywhere else anyway by the time I got back on on Sunday afternoon the boxes had been removed oh, so, okay I'm thinking they've probably been moved into the garage, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these boxes when I finally see them out for the recycle. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But honestly, I, I kid you not when these when I say that these boxes have lived on their porch for like two and a half weeks. It's crazy. I know. It's just, it's, to me, it's very strange. But yeah. Plus, you guys have full base. You have, you guys have full basements. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? You know what'll happen? They're gonna get a ticket because some I, some neighbor is gonna be very annoyed at some point, and they're gonna get a ticket, yeah. or they're gonna get hit by a snowplow. Well, that's I think that will happen before anything yeah. else. Like because the 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 tail of their car is yeah. hanging out on the road, right? Yeah. Or or the garbage truck. Yeah, I I just like one one of I, those guys is gonna be like. Because my brother is a poor driver, like I, I worry yeah. about when he's leaving, right? So, yeah. so I will like turn his vehicle around so that he can pull out, yeah, forward. Because I, I worry that he'll hit them, you know, like, yeah, uh, so annoying, right? Living near people, I, I know, I know. That's what Mark always says. He's like, "That's why I hate it here. That's that's why I could. That's why I could never live here." I'm like, "Okay, but you do live here." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, that's that's why that's why I don't want to." I'm like, "Okay, oh, yeah." I think that's why that's why both my sons now, even even Graham and Alexandra, are like, "Yeah, we want to we want to buy like live on a big piece of land and like you know have a garden and grow bear." I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, I, no. Why don't you and your brother why don't you talk to your brother and like you that you guys all just go in and buy some like family lot and have like two big homes like you know like, <laughs> i just goodness. i i i really love the view the view of a beautiful piece of land i do not want the work no i know that's the thing like to go it's you you can get swept up and just how beautiful it is i yeah. i'm i'm I've really just become really lazy about having to go. It's a far way for me to have to go to get things. Same. Like I, like I don't know. I know. I, I mean, I'm making fun of the boxes on the porch. Like, I don't really yeah. care about the boxes on I, the porch. I, I think, know. I think it's ridiculous, but like, whatevs. I mean, yeah. I have an arrow garden sitting on the, you know, 
on the end table with nothing in it. So, I mean, I can't really be judgy. (laughs) I know. I know. Okay. Let me tell you this happened. Okay. Henny. So I am, for some reason, I am really, really, really tough on glasses. Like Phil, I frustrate him to no end. I probably since living here, so it's been just under five years. I mean, I don't think it's normal for people to ha- get a pair of glasses, a new pair of glasses almost every year. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, oh, especially if you're bifocal. Yeah. Um, because it is ridiculously expensive. If you're single yeah. frame or single lens, it's pretty cheap. You yeah. can get cheap glasses but that I, are like. But I think, I think as an adult, like to be in them every year it does and you do it does feel like you are constantly getting glasses (laughs) okay so since last year this time so Uh I went to get glasses because it was my time to get new glasses last time right okay I have we have every two years it's only 300 us is what we get like I mean it's never enough for glasses no amount you get it's never enough some plans don't even have it so yeah. anyway, so I, and I don't like to do it because it's always an eye exam and then Phil has to translate and you know, it's like, does it look mm. clear this one or this one, this one or this one? I, it's very stressful anyway. So last February had got some, they could never get the bifocal part, right? I, I, I ended up taking them back and they gave us a full refund yeah so then we went to another place the other place that got me the and i've had the last pairs of glasses were great that i had from there it was fantastic fine i also don't like spent like the amount they charge for frames is ridiculous and it's hard just to get an average frame here it's all got to be high end Mm. so i end up getting ray-bans which is I, I don't know. It's probably like $400 for the stupid frame, you know? Right. Three, right. It's, I think it was 300 But by the time I get my lenses, I've literally now spent $1,200 on a pair of glasses. Oh, my okay? uh-huh. And then I've gone, I've took them back twice because I felt like the frame was cockeyed on them. And, and mm-hmm. anyway, but these are the glasses that I have. So I think that by the time I went and did all of that, I think it was around May that I got these glasses. Because just before I went to Canada, I remember yeah. there was something about that. Anyways, so, okay, I have these glasses. But over time, like, I'm always, I can never keep them clean. I'm always trying to clean them. I ordered, like, like new, you know, I, I went on Amazon looking for, like, the best cloths to keep them clean. I have, like, spray stuff that comes from the cleaning place, whatever. And uh, sometimes, like, I would use, like, like a paper towel. Well, the paper towels. Now, I can't, okay, the paper towels that are like those super absorbent ones that you can almost, yes, I know you're looking at me like that. Henny, it didn't, I didn't. So I said to Phil I, and Graham at Christmas, I'm like, can you guys get my glasses clean? They're like, what is going on? They are so scratched. I was saying, you've scratched it. Yeah. I can't even see out of them, Henny. It's like, I can looking at you and at the right here, it's so foggy. I'm, I'm foggy. But Sandy, but I'm too, you, I'm, these, as my sister would say, these are the consequences of your actions. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I, I un, didn't make Sandy. the connection between Sandy. this until Sandy. two or Sandy. three weeks ago. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear glasses currently. And <laughs> even I know. That you do not wipe lenses with a paper Ooh. towel. 
That's I, why they come with the little soft, silky like fabric. But I, don't, but I can never get it clean. So I was using the spray stuff and then it was this easy because I had my paper towel there. I've done, I've been, okay. It, but something had changed around Christmas because then I could, I'm like, I can't even freaking see. I can't see it. I can't see. <laughs> I cannot see. But, but Henny, I'm not up to get glasses for another year and I am t I feels like we just case okay, so let's just go get, I'm like no I'm not paying I'm not paying I'm not getting another pair of glasses here I did get my eyes checked when I was in Canada in August so I went to someone I, I actually went to like a person they did all the eye health and all of the stuff so it's I got a new prescription he did check the prescription that they gave me here and he said everything is right he said except for the right eye because now I also have a little bit of distance he okay. said and it's a little bit out he goes but the rest of the prescription he said it's right okay so anyway but it Saturday doesn't matter if the prescription is right or wrong if you can't see out of them <laughs> <laughs> but that was part of the stress is having to talk to some trying right right right, and right communicate right. with something right that's right. and the technology is different here than they use in Canada also yes okay Right? So it's not even the same. So then we're trying to talk about stuff and I don't, I don't need, all I want is to be able to see. I don't want to feel like I'm going to throw up when you give me the glasses, which often happens, you know, and I know there's an adjustment period. I know all of that because I'm not my first time wearing these kind of glasses. Anyway, so Saturday I said, Phil, okay, let's go. I said, oh, I've read that you can actually just have the frames, like the, the glass the, done and the, not lens, yeah. the frame. Yeah. Yeah. You can if it's single, if it's a single lens, a single sight thing no okay so now I'm in the store and I said to Phil oh he's like just get some glasses so I start walking around I'm looking at different I'm putting different things on and right away then she's bringing me over uh Dulce and Gabbana yeah. uh Versace I said and I'm saying tell her I don't want the expensive ones I want their name brand ones I don't want to be spending I go these ones are like 1200 soles for the things and these are 179 right these are fine Feels yeah. like I don't. I just don't understand you. I said no. I I can't. I just can't. It's <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> we go. I I decide. Okay. And so I have a pair. I actually like these other ones, but for some reason I'm like, are these for kids? Because the arms not long enough. <laughs> oh no. And it wasn't. They were adult, but the arm just didn't fit right. And I don't have a big head. Anyway, so I have to. I get these other ones. I'm like, okay, fine. They want to now. They want to check my prescription. I'm like, this is what I didn't want. Want, yeah. This was the whole. I wanted to avoid oh. doing this. So I go in and I'm sitting there. And so the guy, you know how close they get to your face, right? Yeah. But I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, oh, you've got that most beautiful eyes and your skin is really nice. Like I'm thinking to myself. And then I hear him start talking to Phil and I hear the Spanish word for movie. And then I hear him say true lies. Now he's saying, Phil, oh you're walking. Jamie said, Lee. Do you, know, do you know you're walking around with a movie star? Is what he said to Phil. <laughs> she was in that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I was like, so funny because I, like, last month I'm talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger memoir that I was listening to, it's, you know? It is, isn't it interesting how those things just always seem to yeah. like, circle back together again, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, as soon as I heard, I just started laughing, right? Like, oh, I my can't. God. I can't. Anyway. So funny. <laughs> anyway, so we go out to get the glasses. And then she's like, oh, but if you get a second pair, they're half price. No, I'm not going. I said, no. 
But then Phil decided he could get a pair. They said, oh, yeah, we can do another prescription. So now we have to go through the whole thing. He did not get the cheap, the cheap things, as you can imagine. Uh, anyway. Correct. But after all was said and done, it brought my glasses to like $500 Canadian. And hey, I can live with that. You can live with that. Okay, great. I can live great. with that. Phil's just like, you're just so ridiculous. Why are you? But I get my new glasses on Saturday. Excellent. Excellent. Very exciting. I'm well, I'm excited to see them. It's very exciting. Yeah. So anyway. All right. (laughs) Shall we shift into the podcast we listened to this morning? Let's do it. Yes. So this morning was a very exciting day in podcast world for us because First of all, first thing this morning, Sandy texts me a link to a podcast saying, like, have you listened to this yet? And I had not. And then very shortly after, I had to send a different podcast back to Sandy to say, have you listened to this yet? And she had not. And have no. you listened to both of them now? Yeah, because I already listened to the first one. I had oh. I listened to it yesterday and I then I sent it to you. But the but I did listen to the other one. Perfect. Yes. So first of all, we listened to, well, the, the one that I sent to Sandy this morning was the newest episode of Flightless Bird, which was all about donuts. Yes. And I just, I mean, I don't have much to say about it other than it's just such a delight. Like, I really enjoy the podcast, Flightless Bird. I find yep. the host uh, very entertaining. I yeah. really, I, I'm invested in the things that he's doing and the things that he's, uh, that he's learning about. And, and I, well, because this is the sort of, it, his podcast is exactly like my favorite thing to read. Like I yeah. really like reading about random things that just, you know, you don't <laughs> yeah. think that there should be anything to know about it. And then it turns out yep. that there's tons to know about it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I just love, like, there's this whole episode on donuts and like the history of the donut and like, uh-huh. and, and like the little like mom and pop donut shops versus the big chain donut shops, like all of this stuff. No. I just find it fascinating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course it's donuts, which we, you know, we already, <laughs> We Love. already have uh, determined over and over and over again on this show that it always yeah. comes back to donuts. <laughs> it always comes back to donuts. Okay, but the, let me just, okay, there's a couple of things with the donut thing. Before the donut thing, they, um, and David Ferrier, who's the host of Flight the Bird, he, he's actually in New Zealand because he's right now he's, he's trying to renew his American visa so he can Correct. come back. Correct. But he was talking about um, that his mom had made him a birthday cake because his birthday was on Christmas oh, yeah. Day, but also Christmas cake, right. fruit cake. And Monica, the when the co-host, does not know what he's talking about in a fruit cake. I know. Well, as soon I as he said cake. Christmas, yeah. he said Christmas cake. And she was like, yeah. well, what kind of cake? And I'm like, yeah. duh, a fruit cake. <laughs> But but then she says, well, she starts it in June and that they're, they're totally, and these are the times that I just want to be like writing right away in the comments. What? Yeah. Because it's in alcohol. Yeah. And, and it, it has to like marinate and, yeah. and, and, and enhances the flavor of yeah. it. Oh my goodness. I thought anyways, I, so funny. I think he's bringing her some, I'm sure it'll happen and we'll hear about it in another podcast. I'm sure. Uh, coming up about it. But anyway, so a couple of things, what is, I don't know what a buttermilk bar is. I, they kept talking about that. What is that? Right. I don't know what that is either. So, because they kept in the donut episode, they kept talking about yeast donuts and cake donuts. Yeah. Right. I get that. 
And so I get that. I understand the difference between them. And, and so then one of the examples that they kept using as a cake donut example was buttermilk bar, but I don't know what a buttermilk bar is. Oh, it is a, um, uh, a honey bar, honey stick. Okay. Got it. So it's a walnut crunch, um, like texture, size, shape, but it's not chocolate. Correct. Got it. But it is. Okay. Okay. Of course I can, I give me, give me one of those too. I I like me one. So are you a cake donut or a yeast donut? No. Well, I like, well, it really, hmm, it depends. I don't like like a chocolate dip is not my thing. Me neither. No, but like um, a cruller. Yeah, I could eat a cruller. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I could eat any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, no, I, I am a cake donut girl. I mean, I do, I genuinely, like one of my preferred donuts, I would say would be like an apple fritter, which is a yeast donut. But yeah. But for the most part, I am a cake donut girl. Like, give me a walnut crunch. Give me this buttermilk bar. Give me even an old-fashioned plain. Give me a sour oh, cream glaze. glaze. Yeah. I mean, all of those, that's what I, I want. Yeah. Dense. I want sweet. I want, like, yeah. Mm, but that's what I want. I mean, but if you think about old, uh, sour cream glaze, a walnut crunch, and a buttermilk or the, um, the honey stick, it's all the same texture on the outside. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. No, no, no. That's I, so I actually had that written down buttermilk bar because I didn't want to forget. <laughs> so the the other interesting thing on there was this whole mom and pop uh, chain started by a Cambodian Cambodian refugee. Mm-hmm. I, may, I I don't I have to watch this now. This yeah. documentary, The yeah. Donut King. Yeah. He built a multi million dollar empire by baking America favorite pastry the donut yeah yeah I'm very so so apparently there is a documentary that Sandy's talking about that's called the donut king and in the the flightless bird episode the host mentions it but he says I haven't seen it yet he's like but people kept talking about it so he's like I think if you're interested in this like you should watch it so I also am gonna have to watch super interesting it's also interesting how different uh, different cultural groups and different ethnic groups, yeah. and different language-based groups tend to do the same types of jobs when they are like yeah. when they are when they've moved to a different place, right? And so yes. I yeah. had like so it was interesting because they were talking about the fact that especially out on the West Coast, that a lot of the donut shops on the West Coast are owned and run by Cambodian people, which is yeah very uh, feels bizarre to me like I yeah yeah but I mean oh it only feels bizarre just because it's information I haven't heard before you know that um but I mean there's no reason yeah. for it to exist or not exist right mm-hmm. but I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting also yeah. I it was interesting to me all um too because at the at one point at the very beginning one of the donut experts was talking about like a little bit of the history of the donut and said that it that yes. the, the history it's Dutch. of Dutch and yeah. and I don't think that I realized that that 
the history of the donut has been tied back to the Dutch, although it doesn't surprise me because the like soup, and I know I've talked about it on the, the podcast before, the super famous like Dutch New Year's treat, Oliboy, yeah. is essentially a donut. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, as soon as I heard that, I was like, me. hmm, okay. And then how the donuts came to the, in, came into the U.S., like in the in the steering wheel of the boat is that what i said it was like in the in the yeah what do you call that the wheel the i don't understand i didn't understand it was like they were how he hid it in there or something it was a little (laughs) weird yeah i didn't really understand that part of the story either but (laughs) yeah (laughs) funny anyway it was a super fun listen uh, I, I really enjoyed myself, uh, yeah. listening to that. <laughs> so, yeah. and then contrast that with the other podcast, the one that, uh, the one that you sent to me this morning, and this was an episode of the podcast food. We need to talk, Yeah, which is a podcast that we've listened to and spoken about on our show before, but, uh, this particular episode was about eating disorders, disordered eating, and you know a bunch of different yeah. uh, ideas related to that so maybe i don't know sandy did you have specific things about that that you that stuck out to you or the the one thing that it did was to think about eating disorders and disordered eating and and the difference between between those i don't know if i'd really if i've i'm sure i've heard the term but really understood that the dis, the disordered eating, which I think a large percentage of the population falls mm-hmm. into at some yeah. point yeah. or another. Well, because I think it's sort of like the difference, the difference from what I, the difference that I would have understood just from hearing the words said that way, and I think this is what they were explaining also in the podcast, is it's the difference between like a diagnosed disorder versus something about your own behaviors or habits that is a little, that is, that Either is maybe ex- not helpful, right? So like, well, for me, it would and be is like, it inclu- is it inclusive or exclusive of different food groups or different types yeah. of uh, so like preparations of food or eating times and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it would be like the difference between, I mean, this is maybe a, a gross exaggeration, but sort of the difference between like having a diagnosed anxiety disorder versus feeling anxious regularly, right. you know, like, like yes. you, yeah. you can have, and that's what the expert that they had on kept saying, like, you can, because she even said, like, she's like, I almost don't want to give examples yes. or like, talk about symptoms because I don't want your listeners thinking that they all yeah. have eating disorders. She's like, because you can have symptoms of an eating disorder without having an eating disorder in the same right. way that you can feel anxious without having an anxiety disorder. Right. So, right. So, you know, or you can have trouble focusing without having attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Right. Like, like, yeah, there is a, there is a, a difference between those two things. But I think, I think when it comes to disordered eating, meaning adjusting the way that you are eating for a variety of different reasons, mostly related to what you consider to be health or somehow related to weight, 
that, and particularly when it causes you stress or anxiety or, or, uh, you know, unhappiness, discontent, you know, like, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that that's a, an important thing for us to understand because, you know, especially when we're talking about, you know, potentially wanting to have, not just wanting to eat healthily, but also wanting to have a healthy relationship with food. Mm. Right. And I think maybe that's where, where some of us who are, the idea of understanding that the things that we're doing are not necessarily indicative of a healthy relationship with food, right? Like if, if I decide that I'm no longer going to eat, you know, any, like any of this particular category of food, or I'm no longer going to eat this, or I'm no longer going to eat, uh, you know, from this time to this time, or I'm never going to eat out at a restaurant again, or like if, when I make those kinds of decisions, that's not indicative of a healthy relationship with food, although in the short term it might yield feel, a result or something. Yeah, like it might feel healthy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like, and I think for me that's the distinction, right? Like, it it might, I might feel like I'm doing the right thing in the moment, but it's not actually well. And I and I think like the 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 more that we learn about uh nutrition and feeding our bodies and the more that the more that we live through eating in with this with these particular habits or with those particular habits like the more I have come to understand that because Mm -hmm. because I just think of like you know the way that I the way that I ate and we've talked about this many times on the podcast, the way that I ate the very first time I ever joined Weight Watchers. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a form of disordered eating. Like For there, sure. was, there was yes. nothing about that that was actually healthy for my body other than mm-hmm. it did allow me to remove weight that was causing physical issues. You know, like, so, so yeah. there, there was a positive impact a positive con- speaking of consequences of our actions it, yeah. it, there was a positive consequence but at the same time eek, yeah you know and like and I, and those I, sorts of things can happen with food with making decisions about what you are going to eat or aren't going to eat or when you're going to eat or when you're not going to eat or how much you're going to eat but those things can also happen with other things right like exercise yeah. being one of them you know that yeah um you know and and yeah it, it was it was an interesting conversation especially knowing my own history with rigidity versus yeah. flexibility and that was one of the things that that the expert mentioned at one point like you know well because because the host would say well what about this or like what if I decide to do this or what if I don't want to eat this anymore you know and then and then or like what if I you know healthify one of my recipes like yeah I showing signs of disordered eating and yes the said it really she said I would have to ask more questions I would have to know the whole thing she's like but it really would have to do with how flexible you are with those things that that was the thing it's like will you not eat something 
that has been made with sh refined sugar, right? Uh, because you only eat it with stevia or right whatever agave or whatever whatever it is mm -hmm. you know so that was one of the what was one of the sort of the signs or the telltales of how you you can dis distinguish i think it's i think it was really good to to think uh even you know for the listener like I, I thought about myself and about the people in my life who maybe have different patterns of eating that you can see that maybe there are things sometimes that you should be watchful of because maybe th this is like they will get start building on those types of disordered eating and that's when it may turn into an eating mm -hmm. disorder mm. they also made it uh like said if you find that you're missing out on interactions with people or not doing things because of a way that you either exercise or eat, then that's also a sign yeah. like you you're you're not interacting in a way that you were before. Mm -hmm. That those are things that you either look to yourself or maybe notice in other people in your life. They they really were t were I think looking for signs of of this sort of disordered eating in, in, in teenagers, I think, or young people, yeah. um, that as a parent yes. or someone um, uh, that, that you could watch out for. Mm -hmm. So I think that there was some, some really interesting information mm -hmm. uh, in, in that that I hadn't heard. There was a lot that I had heard, but yeah. then there was stuff that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, same. Uh, that that made me sort of think about different points in my life also where I wouldn't have eaten something because of whatever. And at the end of the day, and most of it is because of just not even fully understanding the imp the long-term impact of it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like not just having something that has full sugar in it when really, you know, the amount of the caloric impact in it is so minuscule maybe for the amount that's actually in a serving. Right. It doesn't make any sense not to have versus something like what I drink a full sugar, like, um, like soda, like a Coke or no, I, I don't like the taste of it. Yeah. Same. You know, so it's not even that I'm more, I'm concerned about the caloric impact of it. I'm really just don't, I just really truly do not Genuinely find it. don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, and there are other things too that on the flip side of it, like if you make something that has an artificial sweetener in it, I would, I don't even like the taste of that. So no. I'd rather have the full sugar version of yeah. something, but that's where the flexibility is. You know, the, 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 when you're not flexible is, is the things where I guess you're the signs to watch out for and to yeah. just check yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask, did you listen to the five minute or the four minute one this morning? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So, so they, so in this episode about the eating disorders and disordered eating, they were talking about like the different categories of like actual eating disorders. And so one of the eating disorders is, is binge eating, but not just like, oh, I binged, like I overate at dinner. Yeah. You know, like, like this is a, yeah. this is a diagnosable 
eating disorder. Um, But then they did a follow-up with the same expert to talk specifically about binge eating, whether that Mm -hmm. was part of the like binge eating disorder or just like when you yourself feel that you have binged on something. And so then the the episode, it's just like a little five minute sneak peek of the episode that you have access to that we have, or, you know, anyone has access to listen to unless you're like a member. Right. And, uh, and it's binge eating and what to like, what to do after a binge, like that sort of a thing. Um, Also interesting. So, so what did you like about that, Sandy? Well, I mean, that's that's the question was asked, like, people want to know what do they do after that's happened? And, and her response was the same thing that, that we would have talked about in a WW meeting is like, the the very next snack or meal is that you get right back on to like eating the, the normal way that you have been before the binge, the binge in quotations. And I think that that's, that that's, difficult you know to and I also think it's something that you don't really think that is possible like you you don't really think about it and then when someone presents it to you you're just like okay well yeah that that makes sense yeah what they really don't want is is the mindset which you and I have both had where I'm not going to eat anything after this. Correct. I really have to like cut down. Like I'm going to be having my cabbage soup for the next week or, you know, my <laughs> yeah. veggies and whatever yeah. to make up for it mm-hmm. in quotations, mm-hmm. make up for it. Mm-hmm. But that, but that really, you know, now you, we can, I think we both see is that actually just leads to the next binge. Correct. Especially if the binge And then there's a weight fluctuation and then you are able to cut back and the weight comes down. You believe, oh, well, I, I can do this, have this Mm -hmm. binge. And then I can just, it's a, it's a pattern. And I repeated that pattern for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, now thinking about it, what didn't it give me? It gave me no flexibility to do anything on any other day. No. And so that really is problematic mm-hmm. in a bigger way than I probably ever would have thought or admitted that right. it was at right, the time. Right, right, right. Until like right now. <laughs> Interesting. Really yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so interesting because our binge patterns are so different. Like, yeah. because, because I think like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like your, you know, history of binge pattern would have been like eating, like over, way overeating on the weekend and then being stringent during the week. Yeah. Or, or just even one day, like it, yeah. it was like one on, day on Saturday, Saturday and then right. whatever, or the way day, whatever the way day was, was the right. day that I was like nothing until I weighed in and then everything yeah. excessively Right. And then, and then working for the next six days Correct. to, yes. uh, you know, to bring your weight back down to where it was or even lower or, and or then doing lower. it again. Correct. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Which is, which is exactly what you're like, exactly what you've said. This is a, it's a cycle, right? It's a cycle yeah. of like too much and not enough, too much and not yes. enough consistently. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but if it, but it works for a period of time because yeah as long as you're still able to see I mean I got to goal that way yeah 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 and then yeah, maintained for my weight for quite a, a while like that Still doing that yeah 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 but it's no, but it's it's not it's not a healthy relationship with food if that if that's no. if that's ultimately what you're looking for that's yeah not what you're going to get from doing that. Right. Weight well, loss. It's also, <laughs> yeah. It's also when you realize that it also doesn't make you very happy. Mm. You miss out on things. Yeah. It impacts other people that you're with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's the other things that you don't really consider at the time when mm-hmm. it's working for you, you know, it's like longer into it, but I know my pattern was very different from yours. Yeah. Because, well, because, my pattern of binging, which continues to this day, I, I mean, not currently, I'm not currently in a binge yeah. moment of life, but, but I, I, I mean, I, I, it says recent as December. So like, yeah. so I have to say it's still something that I'm, that I'm dealing with and working through, but mm-hmm. like my pattern is that for a period of time, I will eat very sensibly and very reasonably. And then at a certain moment, I will have like the, the first binge will happen. And then I will go like with, within the same days, I will like overeat on something and then not eat for hours and hours and hours and hours. But the next time I eat, it will be overeating on something else. And then I will not eat for hours and hours and hours. And then I will overeat on something else. And so it's like this constant loop of, I mean, binging and starving are not the right words, but, but that's, no, it is. That's what it is. And so it happens just like over and over and over and over and over again, like sometimes for days or weeks even. And so Until can I ask you, it stops. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask I mean, you, maybe that's a tiny bit more extreme than what's actually happening. Yeah. But it's very close to that, Sandy. Right. But and very close to that. But you have, you now, because of when you moved, spent a lot more time with your partner. Does he not notice this? How, do, how do you manage those periods with it him? Was, it was worse before it was worse okay. before because it's, because it's harder to do that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was worse before. So, but if I'm thinking about like, cause October, November, December was not a good food time for me of, of 2023. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying to think how that was. It wasn't as extreme as that. Okay. Because, because it couldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a silly thing to say. Of course it could have been, but, but because I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah. And so I would never eat like that in front of another person. And I, it's not that I wouldn't eat like that in front of Mark. Like I wouldn't eat like that in front of anyone. anybody. No, but, but would you so eat dinner you, with him? What's that? Because you eat dinner with him though. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would be, you'd maybe eat dinner and then later binge. Correct. And okay. that's it. And then later I would, I would get something uh, to eat and then yeah. I would not eat anything again until I had dinner with him the following night. No. Oh my goodness, honey. Sometimes. Oh, no... Yeah, that's okay. Sometimes. So, so it's far more. So what's interesting 
what the the most fascinating thing for me that I needed to hear and that I know, but I needed to hear it was this expert said, like you said, you know, just go back to your regular eating habits. But the part that she said that I needed to hear was, even if you're not hungry, yes, have your next snack or yes. meal. That's what happens, Sandy, is I've eaten so much that I'm not hungry. Yeah. Right? And so it, it doesn't feel in the moment like I'm depriving myself because yeah. I'm legitimately not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right? Until it's like until I am, right? But but it yeah. it never feels like I'm depriving myself because like when I'm in those cycles because I'm truly not hungry. Well, and it can almost create a a, a sense of like legitimacy to the amount of food For you sure. eat the next time because you haven't eaten in so 100%, 100%. long. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And so, so then, so then yeah. you so then you're playing that game and you're thinking like, yeah. oh yeah, well, I mean, I haven't eaten anything in 20 hours. Like, you know, I might as well have all of this, eat right? all of my calories, my caloric intake in this. Oh, interesting. The problem is that I'm not just eating my caloric intake. I'm yeah. probably eating three times it. You know, like that's the issue. And so sure. what will happen with me too is uh, like initially I'll think like, oh, wow, like my weight's not even changing. Like this, this yeah. is really working for me. And then, you know, all of a sudden, yeah. lo and behold, like. Well, you have to stand on the scale too. So, I mean, if you don't, of course, it's not changing. Of course, it's not changing, right? And then, and then you put on the jogging pants, and they're a little snug, and you think, "Uh oh." (laughs) I mean, we're laughing about it. It It's not. I I, mean, it's not happening. It's not funny. It's not funny when it's happening, but but I think, yeah, I think because like for the last well certainly like the last week of December and then into 2024, I haven't been in the, in that, yeah in that cycle at all. I've been um, like really feeling in control of the decisions that I'm making related to food. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, and then also really trying to be flexible with my eating as well, you know, yeah. like having, having the sweet every once in a while, you know, enjoying yeah. the, the donut taste test with you, you know, yeah. making, making meals for, for Mark and me for dinner that are not necessarily like yes healthified like meals and just yeah. eating what I think feels like an appropriate amount. Like, like yeah. I really, I, I really feel good about the way that I'm eating right now. And so, you know, so then to think about what I was doing, it, I mean, it's funny, like it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but in but, the moment it's it doesn't feel funny. <laughs> no, and the thing is, is I I also I mean I know for myself that sometimes when I can actually get to the point where I can tell like say it outside, so other people now know, and you're very honest about sharing how recent it was, and that you know there are periods of time. I also think it allows you to reflect on it to say, well, what was happening at that time that for the first one? Because something has to set it off, right? I know. And, and this is a, I know, like Tim asked me that when he was our special guest and you've asked me that more than yeah. once. And like, I, I, I need to, what needs to happen is, I mean, hopefully it just won't happen again. That would be lovely. But, uh, but what, what I need, I need to not 
shut off my brain, I think, when it happens the first time and like pay attention to it because like even going back and reflecting, like I can't tell you what it was. Like never, I mean, is it sort of, I think it's just, I think what, what it is and the thing that, you know, we spoke about this several weeks ago, like I think the most enlightening thing I've ever came across is this idea of like just being a real obliger and like just doing like yeah. doing for everyone what everyone needs and then just reaching a moment of burnout. And it's like it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like it isn't one thing that does it. It's just it's building, it's building, it's building, it's building. And then one day for whatever reason, yeah, like it yeah. just all falls apart. And that is how it feels. Like it feels like yeah. it ju- I just can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, well, so I, I guess- don't, I think maybe that's why it's hard for me to pinpoint like what is the instigator because I don't think there is one, you know? No, but I guess, so I guess it's sooner. I mean, it's going, you have to go kind of like two weeks to a month before it to recognize in your body. Correct. What is happening? Because I know that where this is going to lead me. That's it. And, but also maybe getting to the point where when it happens is that you tell someone. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. This has just happened. I mean, that's, that's, that would help me immensely. And just whoever that person is that already knows a lot about your day-to-day sort of things that maybe would be able to help you sort of put together. Because I think all of us get have that same sort of um, experience. Honey, I know I do. It's like you don't realize all of the things are building up until something just throws it over. And then later you can go back and be like, or, or somebody else will point it out to you yeah. and you know, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah, exactly. It's just been too yeah. much. And like, yeah. And so that's, I mean, but for me, that's going to be the, um, yeah, the, the, the most important thing is yeah. that I just need to be honest about, about it when it happens with with myself first, because I think that also happens is I just pretend that it's not an issue. Yeah. And then, because that's easier than feeling embarrassed. Sure. (laughs) You know, I know. I, but, and, but the thing, and, and you know that you have enough people in your life that are not going to, you already tell, I mean, and, and the thing is when it's, when it's something like that, when it, when it continues to go on and then weights put on, everybody sees anyway. Well, I I mean, and that's why I know. I mean, I'm not, just it's why the whole, the whole of course of course the whole thing's you know, ridiculous of course i know but we continue to repeat it's, this pattern it's like, the consequences of my actions <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she's so young but she's so full of uh, wisdom with i know i know my sister's really got it down these little she really does every once in a while she says things and like they're just so perfect and they always make me laugh oh yeah 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 I mean the other thing and we've talked about this it was a long time ago but you know you'll get to a point where maybe actually speaking to a professional about it would help you to recognize I think um, so yeah I think so 
it's you uh, know, it was yeah. it was good it was it was yeah. good listening this morning yeah. to, to listen to it these was. little podcast bits yeah <laughs> we're listening to eating disorders and disordered eating butted up against donuts donuts i mean <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like uh, perfect for us, <laughs> particularly me. <laughs> right on brand. Right on brand. Right on brand. I mean, I'm I'm I am happy. Like I I've never really had a good donut here, and they're really big. Duncan Duncan's really big here, um, but it's just to me those aren't. I, the ones that are here, they're not donuts. They're just all the same. That are just dipped in something different with a different topping that they put on. Whether it's a Reese's piece or some Oreos or whatever, there's the same donut there. It's not really doesn't call my my daughter-in-law says it didn't call my attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what does call my attention are the hilarious commercials. With that Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck is doing, yeah, for Duncan, and yeah. now he's and now he has pulled uh, Matt Damon in also and J Lo, so oh, they're nice. all all delightful. Did you see the one when they're walking away and and he said, you know, you know, when I said I would do anything for you, Matt Damon <laughs> says to Ben Affleck, and he goes, this is anything. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> so funny. Oh, oh, so, so delightful so delightful yeah. well sandy great chat today thank you for that <laughs> very good chat oh my goodness anyways i'll have to think about the consequences of my actions with wiping my glasses and <laughs> <laughs> with paper towel oh, oh, oh. oh sandy <laughs> yeah, don't ruin don't ruin your new glasses no are you kidding my husband will be all over that yeah so I, think, I don't know what you no. do to them. I don't know what you no. do to them. I said, I don't understand either. <laughs> but now you do. And now I do. It's all making sense. All making oh, sense. Anyways. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for listening. If you are still listening and, um, honey, delightful as always. Um, we'll chat enjoy. next week. We'll chat next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Stay warm. Stay warm. I know it's chilly there. Thank you. <laughs> Your smile is like sunshine. Oh. <laughs> See ya. Bye.